Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Thank you, God, for this day. Help God to feel better. And that's Cal. <laughs> we got the Corver family here at the I table. We got Kit and Cal and Kirby and Mom and Dad. And today we're talking about prayer. So, Cal, thank you for opening up in prayer. That was really good. We're looking at Mark and chapter Winnie, 2. Winnie's here and, and Quinn's sleeping. And we're going to have a little conversation with the family as we kick this thing off. And we were talking about prayer. Yeah. What exactly is prayer? <laughs> Thank you, God, for this day. That is prayer. That is a good prayer. Kirby, what is prayer to you? Uh, you get to talk to God and um, spend time with him and tell him hmm. what we need. Mm-hmm. And, and prayer is kind of like a conversation. It's like it's like where we get to talk and what else do you do in a conversation? You talk and what else do you do? Listen. And you listen. So yeah, God speaks to us in our prayer time too? Yeah. yeah. Has he ever spoken to you? No. Cal, has God ever spoken to you? Yeah. What did he say? Help God if there's no ghosts. Help God there's no ghosts. Cal's looking at an uh, Amazon catalog right now. I'm sure everybody in the My universe turn. got this thing. I know. <laughs> Yo, Kit, what do you think? Do you pray? Yeah, what do you yeah. pray for? Oh, okay, stage fright. <laughs> right, do you guys have any specific prayer requests before we dive in here? No. What, what, what are you praying for? What are things we pray for every night? To help us sleep good. Help us sleep good. We meet Jesus in our dreams. That Jesus would meet you in your dreams. We have been getting mosquito bites. We do get mosquito bites in our house too. Wonderful. All right, that's good. All right, well, you guys go play. Okay. Oh, apologize for that. That's a good drum. What's interesting when you look at when you look at Mark two. It begins with a, a healing of Jesus and the disciples, and and with it comes a, a, an addressing of the heart, and then comes addressing of the need. And so if you look at verse 5, let's kick off Mark 2, verse 5. Um, these people brought... Oh, got a boo-boo. Got a need for prayer. <laughs> we need prayer. We need prayer. The cement fireplace is took out a shin. All right, recalibrating here. Mark 2, uh, looking at verse 5. All these people brought their friend to Jesus because they wanted him to be healed. And verse 5 reads, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Sons, your sins are forgiven. Now what's interesting about that is this guy is coming because he's paralyzed. His friends are thinking, we got to help our friend walk. And Jesus' first words to him are, Hey, your sins are forgiven. Like, is that not odd? Because the need is fixing his legs. Jesus is addressing his heart. The Pharisees call him on it, and they're like, who do you think you are? Because no one can forgive sins but God. And then if you go to verse 10, Jesus says, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And so he said to the man, I tell you, take, get up, take your mat, and go home. And so as Bobby and I were talking about this, switch your setting on your microphone hopefully it doesn't address mess up any too bad bob um what does that look like for us to model jesus here and when we're praying pray that god would change our hearts and other people's hearts as he meets 
specific needs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so, for instance, like, let's say someone's looking for a job. Yeah. Like, God, would you teach my heart to be dependent on you and you alone? Yeah. God, you're the one who provides. And whatever job it is that you want to give me, whether it's this one I'm applying for or it's something else, God, I pray I would get to know you as the God who guides, provides, and is with me. Yeah, and it's a difficult thing, you know, in the midst of hardship to pray that um, that God would have his way and that, that we would come under his wing and his, you know, into alignment with what he thinks is best. Because we think we know what's best, you know, like, I don't have my job anymore. I need a new job. And God's saying, you know, this job is done and I'm going to work on your heart. And in that, you know, I'll provide what's best out of it. Mm -hmm. And so like Clark said, it's like, you know, we want to be honest with God and he wants that 110%. And then also a purpose for prayer is let's actually make sure that um, as we just walk relationally with God, that the things of his heart become the things of our heart to as as you just get to know him better and mm-hmm. so the, like um like kirby just said too and, and you were talking about like prayer is talking and and listening and so anyway as you present your requests um realistically like jesus is doing here there's um kind of an underlying importance and and it's his kingdom mm-hmm. and it's his way and it's, you know, his his love for you and what's best. So, yeah, kind of summing all that up again, just thinking through the paralyzed guy, Mark 2. Mm-hmm. He's really hoping his legs get healed and that he can walk. Oh, totally. And Jesus starts talking about his sins. Right. Like, like no, this is so, the wrong guy, that's wrong a, roof. That's a big takeaway for me today. Okay, <laughs> God, we're going into the hospital for surgery or your loved one is sick. Yeah. Obviously, we want the cancer to go away. We want the COVID to go away. We want yeah. the yeah. the medical clearance to pass through but it's still like god would you work on our heart remind us that you created us in our parents our mother's womb that you know how many hairs are on our head you've ordained our days and from birth to death god we pray you'd be glorified and god with all that being said we pray that you'd take away the cancer yeah you know that kind of thing so anyways that that's really what sticks out to me in that first part Hmm. But, but then good. it kind of jumps to the next section of Mark 2. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what, Bobby? We haven't made a plug for our uh, our show lately. You well, know the office coming. now? No, not the office. No. <laughs> I know. The one and only. The Chosen. <laughs> if you haven't watched The Chosen, you need to. It's an amazing TV show about Jesus and his ministry with the disciples. And you download the app, The Chosen. I think it's Peter or Mary's face up on yeah. it right now. Um, two seasons. But anyways, this whole chapter, Mark 2, is in RRN, multiple episodes of The Chosen. <laughs> yeah, you see it play out. It's a fun visual. It's a really fun visual. And I guess what you and I appreciate a lot about it is it helps gives you, yeah, it helps you see and feel some of the tension and things that we might miss out on when we're just simply reading Scripture. Yeah. Scriptures are true, authoritative Word of God, but The Chosen allows there to, um, ooh, I don't know, there's backstory. Backstories and, and, and character development. Yes. And so Levi, who's also known as Matthew, is a Jew. And so who knows if the you know who knows what the whatever the backstory is? Yeah. But it's just it's fun to imagine. That's but, what we're he, but he is a Jew, and you have to yes. wonder why is this Jewish guy a tax collector working for Rome? Because mm-hmm. all Jew, almost all Jews hated Rome. They right. hoped the Messiah would come and destroy Rome. Rome is the enemy. They are mm-hmm. the bad guys. And now here's this Jew getting paid and working for Rome as he mm-hmm. overtaxes his own people. And so what's interesting <laughs> here, scary. kind of verses 13 through 17, Jesus comes and calls Levi and Matthew, mm-hmm. and he says, follow me. Right. Like, I want you. I want you to be part of my team, verse yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. 
And I just can't imagine Peter right. and Andrew and James and John and the rest of them. Like, that's what The Chosen does really well is they, they set it up. Yeah. So you see the conflict. You see the hatred. Of like, this guy is a, a scum like, no, Jesus, who him. backstabbed our people, <laughs> and now you're inviting him to come join our team? No. And so, again, Jesus assimilating his team and being people of different backgrounds, people you'd least expect, people that have issues. Sorry, we put it on the wrong show. Put on the wrong show? Oh, cool. That's right. And Jesus still giving belonging and purpose and telling people, like, hey, you're with my, you're on my squad. Let's go. And so. Right. So there's kind of, you, you were talking about how it's just this, like, betrayal, like the Jewish people. But really, Jesus is fighting this battle on multiple fronts because then he's got these other, this other group of people, the Pharisees. And, you know, they're, they're feeling betrayed because this guy is claiming to be a rabbi. So he's, he's claiming to be a teacher of the law, but he's not abiding by the law at all. And so mm. when you look at verses 15 through 17, you kind of get another visualization. And if you read it really quickly, you, you could have easily skipped over it. So I'll read it and I'll just catch like the inflections of my voice. Yeah, try, try to visualize it. I know. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And then now verse 17, on hearing this, because Jesus is sitting right there, Jesus said to them, is it not the healthy who need, uh, sorry, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. So literally these guys come and they are um, accusing Jesus, but they're not even, they're doing it like within Mm. his earshot. Like, let's talk about him while he's sitting right here, but not directly to him. (laughs) Anyway, you guys. Passive aggressive attempt. So you just see while this is playing out, like, man, Jesus is, you know, he's in a tense situation with his followers because they don't like all these, um, you know, other people that he's calling. But then the Pharisees, too. And, you know, who's this guy? And just just disrespect Jesus from every angle. Jesus is a mess of humanity. <laughs> but what stands out to me about that section is actually verse 17. Yeah. The part where Jesus is saying, the healthy don't need a doctor, but the sick. And I've come to call not on the righteous, but on the sinners, mm. on the sick folks. And Mm. so we often talk, and by we I mean Christians, kind of look at the scriptures and say, you know, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And like Mm. Jesus, Jesus was hanging out with the prostitutes and the tax collectors, the sinners, the people that were so looked down upon in that time. Mm. We need to do that again today. Like, but who is that? Like, who are the people who are like the misfits, the yeah, outcasts, the fringe, yeah. the outcasts, specifically within the religious community? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, we're thinking, you know, unbelievers, atheists, people who don't believe in Jesus, period, mm-hmm. or even are mm-hmm. against Christianity. I'm thinking of of people who have taken liberties to do what you know, quote unquote, is natural and meets their desires, and are just living for pleasure, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whether that's you know, buying stuff and idolizing other people or money, whether it's the LGBTQ uh, plus trans, you know, uh, community where it's like, hey, you know, I was born this way. I'm, I'm, I'm identifying myself as another. Like this, I do believe this is who Jesus would be with mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, now as mm-hmm. he's assimilating his team and hanging out with the outsiders. Yeah. Um, so there's a call when Jesus calls us to fulfill his mission is to have an eye out for and to love and to spend time with people who are on the fringe, mm-hmm. 
don't belong are welcomed. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't really see that being a huge problem for a lot of, I don't know, Christians. I don't see people saying, no, that's a bad idea. Right. The part where it gets kind of tricky, though, is while you spend time with the world, you you, you got to remember, we're not Jesus. We're not mm-hmm. perfectly mm-hmm. holy and without sin. So as we hang with people, I'm just encouraging you to have your convictions and remember who you are and who the Lord is and who, who he's calling you to be. And remember that always in every setting, you are the one influencing those around you or you are being influenced. Hmm. So as we hang in the world and as we seek to follow Jesus, um, are you the one influencing those around you Mm -hmm. or are you being influenced? Hmm. And just having that caution there and even just the awareness to kind of revisit conversations, hangouts, parties, whatever it is you went to and you're hanging with people from work or your neighbors or maybe it's your own family. Mm Mm-hmm. Going, am I am I pointing them to Christ, or, or are they pulling me into their worldview? And mm. one or the other is happening. And so we definitely, we're going to go seek to love those who are hurt and lost and sick, just like Jesus did here. And as we do so, just being mindful of, I don't want to slip up into temptation either. Kind of like we talked about in Galatians a couple podcasts yeah. ago. Yeah, that's good. I love, that's a awesome encouragement and affirmation. And I... Really appreciate just kind of the reality that yeah, as you spend time with people that sometimes don't you don't think the same. Um, let's always come back to what does God think about this? Because as a believer and as a Christian, you know that's who we care about um, most and His opinion most. And so um, I think sometimes that's another spot where people you know, they don't want to ask hard questions or they are confused by something and they don't understand. So instead of seeking, you know, what does the Lord say about it? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. or what does my pastor say? Or what do trusted uh, folks in our church say? Like to, to really lead me to truth. Um, You know, we quick Google, like, what does Google say? What does YouTube say? What does, you know, my uh, peer say that might know about the situation Mm -hmm. too? Anyway. And so, yeah, great encouragement. I didn't even really really look at verse 17 that way. Yeah. So that was good. I honestly, I'll wrap up here briefly. <laughs> and what stuck out to me was just the rhythm that happens in Mark chapter one and chapter two. So we were just beginning Mark. Jesus is beginning his ministry really. And you're seeing he's doing a ton of things. You know, he's driving out evil spirits. He's healing people. He's um, calling his disciples. But then also you see places like verse um, 35 of chapter one, where Jesus goes to a solitary place. Uh, And that happened again, really at the end of chapter two, where he's getting into it with these uh, pharisaical leaders about what Sabbath really means and what rest really means. Um, Anyway, and so we won't delve into it. That's what stuck out to me, just kind of how Jesus Christ is living in a rhythm of rest and action. He's living in a rhythm of fasting and feasting. And I think that's a good word for us. We look at Genesis 1 and 2. I know it is for me. And you see the creator of the world literally creating and then resting, not because he needs to, Mm -hmm. but because it's an example for us. And so a lot of folks have actually vocalized this after um, just having an awareness of how they were living during, before, during, and now kind of in the current situation with uh, with COVID. Just kind of like, wow, there was this pause that happened and, and now things are looking a little different. But really uh, just kind of examining and asking the Lord, what are things that we're stepping back into that um, maybe you're not uh, 
calling us into, Lord? Where are um, where are specific places where we need to rest actually and not have action? Like how am I how am I implementing that for myself with the Lord in quiet for my mm. family? Um, anyway, so just a time of reflection there for me. That's good. I think there's the temptation to hit hit the gas pedal and just try to get back to where we were. We're actually, like you said, during COVID, we were forced to slow down, and that might not be a bad thing. So, hey, thanks for putting up with the Corver family today, talking about prayer, hearts, healing, uh, Matthew, and joining the team, even though he kind of backstabbed his people, rest, and loving the world, a whole lot of things to talk about. So God bless you as you read Mark 2, and we will be back with you on Friday. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.